Hello and welcome back to Ear Thoughts with me, Kieran. And me, Harry. This week we'll be talking about everything from coffee, aliens and Coca-Cola. Right, let's get into it. So, it's currently Wednesday the 7th of April. No, 14th of April. I was going to say, I, I don't know where yeah. you're going with 7th. So... It's unusual today because we're recording on a Wednesday and normally we record on a Tuesday. And the reasoning is because yesterday we got a message out off one of our friends and they were like, do you want to go to the pub? And obviously, as Earthought members, we straight away <laughs> went to the pub. Yeah, for, for business purposes only. We, we oh, had yeah. to, of it course, was... review it. Uh, yeah, and... executive. You paid. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I've, I only I only had half, half a shandy because I was driving, <laughs> and you actually did pay. Yeah. But um, in this last week, we went on to the four four brew podcast. Yeah, yeah, we did that. That was when was that? Last Thursday. Uh, yeah, we did it last Thursday. Came out Sunday, and that was really fun. They were really, really lovely. Yeah, yeah, they were. And I think we're going to have them on at some point. Yeah, yeah. So wait until you back from them uh, once they confirm date between them. But I remember because one of the questions they asked me was, "Did I think Leeds was going to were going to get any points out of their next three games, which was against both Manchester's and Liverpool?" And I obviously said no. Yeah. And then, little to my surprise, Leeds went and won two one. Yeah, yeah. Not much more to say to that, really. Um, and. In in other football news, West Brom won again. Yeah, again. That, that's a big thing. Uh, yeah, won 5-2 against Chelsea and 3-0 against Southampton. Is the comeback on, Harry? Only time will tell. Uh, I did I did like the one thing that I've liked about uh, Sam Aldice. He said in an interview, because our next game was due to be Leicester uh, and Villas was due to be Southampton. Um, so he said, him and Dean Smith both spoke. Um, and they both agreed that they should play this weekend um, instead of being three days after another game. Um, and he said in interview something along the lines of, um, "We should have, have played and beaten Villa this Saturday. Instead, we've got to wait another week." <laughs> so he, he's, he's not he's not lost his optimism yet. He's funny, Big Sam. Yeah, he's been about for a while as well, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's older than a lot of football clubs. The first kind of area I wanted to talk about this week was self-driving cars. Because you got a new car today, actually, didn't you? I did, yes. And it is very snazzy. It is a very snazzy car, and I can't wait for for you to pick me up after a night out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, I wanted to know if a self-driving car was affordable and kind of real would you buy a self-driving car probably not but that's more purely because the reason i do like driving yeah i think i think it's it's obviously useful a self-driving car yeah because uh you can do stuff in the car you it might be safer it depends how they like i don't know program it but one of the things that i like about i I like driving i just like being on the road and driving and seeing things i just think it's quite quite like um a nice experience in itself yeah yeah and i'm I'm with you on that one that's why 
I spent a bit more on this car than I normally would. Yeah, it's a two litre this time, isn't it? It is, yes. It so really good. That's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you driven it today? Uh, yeah, I drove it back from the uh, dealership today. Uh, then I popped to Asda to get some wine. What? For, wine for you? No, for my dad. Oh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I didn't think you were a big wine no, drinker. No, I, I don't really drink wine. Um, but, no, I finished work a bit early, so... Popped to the shops. Couple of bottles. Four bottles of wine. Um, <laughs> so, I'll last until... Well, shopping's coming tomorrow, so tomorrow. Yeah. Um, oh, and a packet of mints. And a packet of mints. Um, the other thing about self-driving cars is... I was reading about them, and they said... One of the questions you need to ask yourself is, are you concerned about the rise of self-driving cars? But I don't really see the need for concern. See, the thing is, I'm very concerned they're all going to turn into Transformers, take over the world, and then we'll be enslaved by a load of minis. Yeah, well, it's quite a dystopian concern from you there. I was more thinking along the lines of the ethics of drive self-driving cars. So if it's going to crash... Does it crash into like you know the classic? Does it crash into the baby or does it crash into the? I saw the I saw one of them, um, on I think it was on LinkedIn, uh, this week, and apparently the answer will vary depending where you come from. How's that one work? I don't know. I didn't read the article, um, but it's something to do with sort of the ethical and moral values of different cultures. We'll see either younger people or older people as more. Not more valuable, but the more important person. So we'll go for the other one to um, dispose of. And I think, isn't there always the argument between, if you're going to crash, do you prioritise the um, the occupant or do you prioritise the person you're going to crash into? Yeah. So do you, do you hit the person in the road or do you swerve off the road? And I think, yeah. I think it, I'm not sure if they'll set it like manually or whether or not the person who actually owns the car will be able to set it. I was going to say I think... they're not going to put a setting and say which do you want to kill first the baby or the old lady? Yeah. Um, I was listening to our podcast a couple of days ago because whenever you release it I listen to it straight away make sure it's got no mistakes kind of stuff like this but I was listening to it and I messaged you straight away saying we should call it the I Think podcast. Yeah. Because in about one section, uh, like just a paragraph, I think I said I think nine times. Yeah. So. We'll get like but, the opposite of a swear jar. Every time we say I think, pounding. I think I'd be pretty skint pretty quick. Well, there's one already. <laughs> Rats. But this brings us on to a wider point of. We sat down for ages trying to find a name for this podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I can't really... I'm, I might try and find the A4 piece of paper because some of the ones that we came up with were awful. Yeah. They were just... I mean... What was... The, what? There was one called... Oh, here it is. We had loads. The one that I nearly went for was... Was it like Cano Cereal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did almost go for that. Can O cereal because and we had cereal climax that was another one yeah and I think familiar strangers that was one yeah it was goodness I think I think 
we spent a long time on serial, but not spelt serial as in serial killer, as in serial as in terms of actual serial. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite know how we got to that, to be honest. Yeah, neither do I. Nowhere news. Yeah, that was. Don't fun. know where that came from either. Where did ear thoughts come from? Was that? Ra- did we just put it in into... a random word generator? That's where it came from. And it's actually, and as soon as we heard it, I was like, "Oh right, okay, this is the one." Because I just think it, it's it's a bit like the reason I like it is because it's a bit like you know, food is it food for thought? Yeah, yeah. And it it's a com- combination of food for thought and earworms. Okay, yeah. That's where my mind went. I was like, "Bam, ear thoughts." And then there was a pretty good logo for it as well. You just have thinking bubble coming out of an ear. Yeah, the, the thing for me is when I see a title, my the first part of my brain will say, right, so what can a logo look like for it? Um, mm. And of course, some things are a lot easier to make a logo for than others. Uh, and some an image will come to your head a lot quicker than others. So, like, ear thoughts, one came to my head very quickly. Uh, can of cereal, to be fair, I was just picturing the House Martins album cover. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's like a can of tomato soup. It's just gonna be that with some like Cheerios on the front or something. I think can of cereal is or something along something with cereal in would be quite a good morning podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I keep seeing a podcast called uh, Morning Cup of Murder. Is that like? Do they talk about murder? Yeah, they talk about a uh, murder that happened on that day. Because I. I used to listen to one called Wake Up to the Money, yeah. right? Which is just... I don't know why I listened to it, because right, it gave you a lot of useful information, right? If you were living in London and had a significant amount of money. Yeah. But for the normal... I was, I think I was 18 at the time. And I think, I think the reason I listened to it is because... See, that was, I think, about three times. <laughs> but I got told to listen to it by my economics teacher... And I listened to it, and it was just the worst thing in the world, especially in the morning. As the first thing you hear, you don't want to be listening to like financial advice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I wake I wake up every day to just whatever playlist I've got on. I don't really play music or anything or any podcasts in the morning. The only time that I really play music is when I'm in the shower or I'm going on a walk. I have it on near 24-7, I'd imagine. Um, I mean, I, I wake up... My alarm is Last Resort by Pepper Roach. Uh, then it, there'll be maybe five minutes before I start getting in the shower where I'll have a playlist on. That'll be going until I've sort of got up, got showered, dressed, uh, brushed my teeth. Then once I'm out of the bedroom door, I'll stop the playlist. I'll go make myself some breakfast, come into my office. Another playlist will go on. Uh, that'll be on all throughout the day when I'm in the office. Uh, then I'll go back upstairs to my bedroom at the end of it uh, and chuck some TV on. So, most of my day, I don't spend pretty much any time of my day in silence. That's the one thing I try and avoid. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I say I, I don't have music, but to be honest, my I do have music when I'm like... I don't know, doing an essay, but normally I put on some... A lot of the time I put on kind of piano covers of modern songs. Okay. So, because 
it's just a background noise. Like, silence is quite a weird thing. Like this is why nowadays when I think you're the same. When we drive in the car, we have to have music on. Yeah. Yeah. Not having music on in the car is really, really weird. Even if I forget, like, forget my phone, I'll put the radio on because sitting in silence is just a strange, strange kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I keep CDs in my car as well, so even if I'm short on uh, being able to pick up radio signals, I can still have some music playing. I think I only have one CD in my car, and that is, uh, I think it's now 37. Okay. And I got given to it by our mutual friend Lily, who gave it to me because it's got the song Mbop by Hanson <laughs> as the first first song on that track. And it's a running joke that whenever, well, I'm not sure if it's a joke or it's just kind of a thing that's came, come around, but whenever somebody asks, oh, what's this song? I'll always answer with Mbop, right? Yeah. And it does get very annoying. Yeah. This front person that says it, it does get very annoying, but... She gave me the album, and I honestly didn't know any of the other songs on it because this was like before we were born. Let's have a, I'm gonna have a look at the track I mean, list. The only reason we knew that 37. one was because it's like I think it's now 37. It is a now. Yeah, it's now 37. Um, I'm oh no, it's, it's got look. It's got love fool on it as well. Uh, I'm having a look for the rest of it. Uh, there's a bit of Spice Girls on there, but I don't know the song. Uh, the thing is, if it's if it's the Spice Girls, but it's not like there's Bittersweet Symphony. You've got to know that one. Oh yeah, by the Verve. Yeah. But like, look, there's U2 on there, and I don't. I'm a. I quite like U2. But I didn't know the song. Wet, wet, wet. Loving Criminals. Paul McCartney, Blur, uh, Supergrass. Yeah. Diddy, and like, I just struggled. I was like, I actually don't really know any of these songs. Yeah. Well, so, it was released so, 1997. True. I could play Mbop by Hanson and then skip a song and play Love Fool by the Cardigans and then swap disc and go down three to Bittersweet Symphony and that would be my knowledge of that music. Yeah. But in other news, I was really struggling for topics at the start of this and this is one. Coffee, right? <laughs> we So obviously you have Coffee Shop Records, right? Yeah, yeah. And the question is, Harry, do you like coffee? I do like coffee. Um, I don't drink it a lot, personally. I'm not the... I don't... It's not that I'm not a fan of hot drinks. I just don't drink a lot of hot drinks. Um, so, do, you, do you like tea? Or no, I don't, is it just hot I don't drinks like in general? I don't like tea. Um, no, it, it'd be coffee if I have anything. Um, so, like, if I'm ever staying in a hotel, I'll have a glass of orange juice and a coffee in the morning. Um, the same as if I'm driving down the M1 or something, I'll usually stop and get a coffee at some point. Um, but like if I'm at home and make myself breakfast, I will just have orange juice. So do you not have like a coffee a day? No, no. Hmm. But I do have a if lot, you do have a coffee, I do have a lot of mugs sat around. I've got my three eight two radio mug sat next to me at the minute. Um, I've got a J alumni one somewhere. Uh, I really thought a, I really thought a plug was coming then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can listen to me uh, on three eight two radio every Thursday six till seven, every Friday seven till ten, and every Sunday twelve till one. They're all PM, uh, BST as well. That is. 
I remember when we were on the 4-4 Brew podcast yeah. and you did the plug for it at the end and they were all like, I can't believe you do so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone says that, but the thing is, it doesn't take as much time as you think. Because, um, yeah, okay, the Friday show takes quite a lot of time planning. Uh, that'll be... I'll have a notebook open uh, by the side of me. I'll add new ideas to it throughout the week. Uh, I'll be checking my emails for any music submissions throughout the week. They'll be added to the library. Uh, then I'll usually create the playlist for the show on Friday, either Friday morning or Thursday evening. Uh, usually notify all the artists. Uh, I'll do an interview at some point throughout the week. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's a good... I don't know, six, seven hours planning for that show. Well, no, that's, that might be an exaggeration. Three or four hours planning for that show, uh, usually. Uh, this podcast, not a lot, it takes us what? Maybe an hour to record, then 20, 30 minutes tops for me to edit it? Yeah, uh, and it probably takes me 10, 20 minutes to just get kind of some topics up, and then one of us will do a conspiracy a week. Yeah. It's really, it's it's quite nice, really, that we can, because um, obviously pubs are open, and th- this is kind of sold as what we talk about in a pub. Yeah. If we were there, but it's quite easy to do a podcast a week because it, like yesterday, we can just postpone the day that we do it. It's just they, as long as we do it in a week and they're yeah. released for the Monday, then it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's the same like the Saturday podcast, the Coffee Shop Best Bits podcast. Uh, I'll edit that after the show on a Friday. Uh, that, that's probably the longest. That takes me a couple of hours to do. Uh, usually. Must be a late night on a Friday then. Yeah, I'll be up till 1, 2am Saturday morning. Um, and I'll just be doing all my editing. Uh, so usually edit this. Uh, edit that podcast as well. Um, usually top off a few emails that I've got throughout the show. Uh, and just any other sort of admin stuff I've got for the week. Um, then the Thursday show, uh, I'll record usually either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Uh, it takes me an hour to record it, maybe an hour to prep it all. So, realistically, I, I probably don't do more than 16 hours a week worth of it. And it's not like they're... I, I don't think they're arduous hours as well. You do quite like doing it, right? Yeah. But I think, yeah. aren't you... You're more on the side of... Um, kind of talking on the radio and kind of doing that rather than producing it. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, in saying definitely. That? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's one of the, like, I admire anyone that knows every sing- what every single button on Mix would do. I mean, my interface is very simple. It's got four knobs and three buttons and another knob behind it. Um, and I know what two of the knobs do and the rest I've just left yeah um, but yeah I'm, I'm much more the presenting sort of person I think it's more fun presenting to be honest I mean it's different for different people um, yeah true I like presenting because I like sort of the creative side behind it um, and when someone asks me what we've done at work today I can actually show them what I've done. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons I like it. Um, I mean, I like radio as well because I get to hear a lot of new music. Uh, so a lot of the artists that are featured on the show, 
I do actually have their music in my playlist now as well. And we are fans of our music, notoriously. Yeah, yeah. But just to kind of get back to coffee, right? One of the questions... Because I went to Costa today, right? Yeah. With, with my friend, and we uh, bought two coffees, and I have... My, my coffee order's changed over time, so it used to just be a cappuccino, but then I've kind of stopped drinking caffeine, so then it went to a decaf cappuccino. Yeah. And then since I've been on a diet, I've started getting skimmed milk rather than semi-skimmed milk. Okay. And then, to kind of... But then I didn't really like... I don't really like the taste of skimmed milk. And I know a lot of people say they can't really taste difference, but I definitely have. So, rather than going back to semi-skimmed milk, I have sugar-free vanilla instead in it. Okay. So, it's it's quite a weird one. And whenever I tell somebody kind of what my order is... They're, they're normally like, oh, right, I'm getting a latte, right? Yeah. And then I'm here with a skimmed decaf cappuccino with a shot of sugar-free vanilla, right? But we went today, and I had one of them, and my friend had a a latte. I think it was with oat milk, which I I understand, but I don't really like oat milk. Yeah. But we ordered it, and both those drinks cost a, a, a pound together. Okay. Right, Be- because it's Costa's fiftieth anniversary, right? Yeah. So all drinks from yesterday to tomorrow are fifty p, no matter what you get. I heard about that. I didn't know whether it was just some uh, sort of terms and conditions on it or not, though. No, I just I thought I think you have to have the Costa app, right? And you have to scan your Costa app. Yeah. But. Other than that, it's just a pound oh, for okay. like two drinks, which I just I remember at the time I was like, "Great, that saved me like six pounds." <laughs> yeah, but kind of I know I don't think it's an American thing. It might be an American thing, but with tea, right in the UK, we there's I found a lot of snobbery around tea, right. Because you're not a big tea drinker, I'm not sure how much you know about this, but I have a tea bag, and I have my tea quite strong, right? Yeah. And there's always these things on Facebook where it's like shades of tea, right? Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have this one, or if it's this light, then you're like the worst, or whatever. Yeah. Whereas in America, when when I've seen a lot of people in America ask for like a tea, a lot of my friends who live in America, they say, oh, I've got a tea. And I think, oh... Or you had a Yorkshire tea, lol, or something like that. Mm. And it turns out they've had, like, an iced tea with, like, mint or something in it. And it's just... I don't think they get... Like, tea to us is just a hot drink, right? Yeah. That we've had for quite a while. It's kind of become a staple, even though it's from, like... Is tea from India or China? Uh, I think China. It's from Asia, right? Tea is. I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is from China. But... We've had it for quite a while. It's become quite a staple of British culture, right? Yeah. And I just found that that cultural divide is quite a big one. For something as, like, we think as tea as kind of just this thing in our lives. Whereas they have, like, tea and it's, like, this fancy thing. Yeah. And I think it related to the wider point of a lot of people think... I Well, I don't know about a lot of people, but I used to think that Americans and English people were quite similar, right? Because mm. we spoke the same language. But when I actually 
look at it, we have quite a lot. There's quite a large cultural divide. Yeah. Especially things like drinking. I mean, you can drink like 12 pints. Yeah. Or something ridiculous. And I think that'd be... I mean, that's quite excessive for the UK. Yeah. But that I bet that's like an unheard of thing in the States. And like, we have parish councils and stuff like... You know lollipop ladies? Yeah. Right? Only recently I found out that all federal people in America, so everybody that works for a government or a council, they all have to be elected, right? Yeah. Which is quite democratic. But that means that you've got to vote for your lollipop lady and stuff like that. I'd vote for the lollipop lady. Would you vote? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Because I'd love to see what the manifestos would be. Yeah, how would you differ a lollipop manifesto? Uh, I will give out sugar-free lollipops. I'll give out cash. He's got my vote. Yeah, if you put on giving out cash every time you pass me in a car, I would probably vote for them. Yeah, and you... What they say, I'm going to have a green lollipop. I don't know. But... I think another thing in America is Coca-Cola in America is made with corn syrup, right? Yeah. And in the UK, it's made with sugar. Yeah. Which brings me on nicely to my conspiracy theory this week, which is about New Coke. Okay. And this is specific to the United States. So, in 1985, Coca-Cola, the probably the lo- definitely the largest cola company in the world, um, changed its recipe, right? And rebranded its the regular Coke to New Coke, right? Yeah. And it, they released it to the American public, and everybody hated it. It, yeah. They had thousands and thousands of complaints. And I think the thing is, they changed the formula for the first time in 99 years. Yeah. So, basically, this is a massive thing. They released New Coke. Everybody hated it. And only 79 days later, right, which is quite a quick turnaround. Yeah. Classic Coke returned to the shelves, right? And New Coke got phased into being Coke 2. And Coke 2 eventually died out. Nobody knows of Coke 2 anymore, do they? No. But uh, a, a bunch of questions were raised by this in an article I was reading. It said that they raised questions like, why would they change the formula after 99 years? Right, which is quite a good point, because if Coke was massive already, right, and it was quite well loved, and then all of a sudden they've changed it, it does make you wonder, well, why have they changed it? Yeah. And... Another thing they said is, how did they do the U-turn so quickly? So if you kind of committed to a new market, like a marketing thing, like with New Coke, only 79 days it took them for them to phase out New Coke and to bring in Classic Coke. Yeah. And that's quite, in the bureaucratic world we live in, that's quite a quick turnaround, I'd say. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. And then the last question they raised is, did they actually bring back the original formula when they brought classic coke back which brings which like that that's the background to it and the actual conspiracy is that there was they didn't actually bring back the original formula well it... well the, the largest the largest conspiracy theory is that um th- it's to do with the phasing out of sugar and the introduction of uh, corn syrup there's other theories that suggest that it is kind of just a marketing strategy and it worked because loads of people bought classic coke and Stuff like this. But the main one I'll be talking about is this um, corn syrup to sugar. 
Yeah. So, the conspiracy goes, they knew people wouldn't like New Coke, right? But they kept it on the market until Old Coke, so the Coke pre-New Coke, was sold out and couldn't be bought anymore. And then they re-released Coke with this so-called new formula, but it actually had a different formula with corn syrup instead of sugar. And they did this because corn syrup is a lot cheaper than sugar, right? Yeah. And there's stuff like tax now, and I just think it was it's more beneficial to do it with uh, corn syrup than sugar. And But they assumed that if they did it, like, directly, then people would kind of notice. So if all of a sudden, one yeah. on a Tuesday, you have a Coke and it's got sugar in, and you're a big Coke drinker, then the next day when you have a Coke and it's got corn syrup in, you might be able to tell the difference. Yeah. But supposedly, uh, the new formula was released, but it was actually... it. Well, the old formula was re-released, right? Uh, but actually, it was a new formula with thingy. And rather than being, I don't know, a cock-up to create new Coke, new Coke was just kind of... A kind of I don't know how to describe it, like a distraction from the fact that they were changing the formula. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what you think of this conspiracy, but I do have some thoughts about it. I mean, I'll be honest, the whole time I've been trying to think of a word to use, and I still can't think what the word is. <laughs> um, it's when you give someone something that doesn't actually do what it does, but you say it does what it does. When you give somebody something... Yeah, so like you give someone an empty tablet and say this will cure... Oh, a placebo. That's it, yeah. that uh, The coke was just a uh, placebo, and they just said it had what it had in. So I kind of looked at this at the time, and I was thinking this is... It's not the most implausible thing in the world, right? Yeah. We've had more... I mean, Pitbull was an implausible one. Yeah. But this one is less plausible, but... I did some more research, and it turns out that the the new formula, the one with corn syrup, was supposedly already in place by the time that they released New Coke, and that they like phased it out over five years anyway. Okay. So that was the first bit of damning evidence, which kind of <laughs> missiles this theory. But I'm I'm not convinced by the corn syrup theory because of that information. But I do think it is plausible. It could have been a marketing strategy. Okay. Because to release new Coke, right, and then to get people, like, and then to release, like, I don't know, Coke Classic. Yeah. I I just think to have have changed the formula after 99 years and to have had such a quick turnaround that maybe it was actually just a strategy that's quite well thought of. I'm not sure how the selling numbers did, but I'm assuming that Classic Coke sold really well. And people might still have bought um, new Coke, right? Yeah. It's a bit like nowadays we have, what do we have? We have Coke, we have Diet Coke, we have Coke Zero, Coke Vanilla. Is no cinnamon we have quite, as well? I think they they do this thing where they bring in it with a different flavour. So one time I think it was like mango or something and cherry Coke, obviously. And maybe this was the beginning of that kind of thing. You can either have Coke the original Coca-Cola with the original formula, or you could have new Coke, which is the new formula, and maybe it's kind of 
I don't know what the word for it is though, but maybe they've sold more because of it. Because eventually they did sell out Coke 2, which you'd assume means that Coke 2 obviously wasn't selling very well. Yeah. But I just, I think I'm struggling to grasp that a big company such as Coca-Cola, which is one of the largest companies, right? Yeah. The the advertising and the marketing and the, the impact globalization's had on it is beyond belief. And I, I just can't bring myself to think that such a company can make such a monumental cock-up, right, in terms of bringing out new Coke. I don't think it was necessarily that they messed up doing it. I think it was more that the public didn't like what they were doing. I just can't believe they did what they did, though. I can't believe they introduced a new formula after 99 years. I just... Why? If, if, if something's sold and it's doing well, right... And it has been doing well. I suppose maybe they could could think, oh, this could be doing better. Let's try and make it nicer. But you'd assume they'd, um, before they did that, they'd trial the new Coke with the public to see if they liked it or not before completely phasing out old Coke, you know? Yeah, that sort of situation is a bit um, odd in the way they do it. Uh, but I can see reasons behind why they would have done it. The, the way they introduced it, don't necessarily agree with how he did it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because things like to to circle back to football, VAR got trialed, right? Yeah, it's being trialed. Like it's not in everything, right? It's not in the, it's not in certain places, and I don't think it was in the Premier League for, for straight away, was it? No, I, I think don't it was think in the so. cup. I think was it in the Carabao Cup, FA Cup, or the FA yeah. Cup? So they they trialed it. And to be honest, I don't think the trials went particularly well, and yet they still went for it. No, I remember one of the trials was our FA Cup game against Liverpool, uh, which we won. I'll, I'll just make everyone know of that. Uh, we won it 3-2. Um, yeah, there was something, someone calculates afterwards. There was something like 25 minutes were spent looking at VAR on different goals and decisions. Right. So... Obviously, in that situation, they trialed it in the cup and then went for- forward with it. I just can't believe they didn't trial new Coke to begin with. Like, I can understand them bringing out new Coke and you could still buy old Coke, right? Yeah. But to have completely phased out old Coke and to bring in new Coke and then within 80 days to then phase out, well, to bring back new Coke, to bring back old Coke, sorry. I just think that's... I don't know. Maybe that... I think you're right in that it's... I think it is plausible that it could be a marketing strategy, but maybe I'm giving too much credit to Coca-Cola. But you're right in that the way that they've introduced it and phased it in and phased them out, that's quite strange. Yeah. So, this conspiracy theory this week, we don't think that they did it for corn syrup and we don't think they did it entirely on purpose although i think they i think they could have but i don't think they have you know when it's that oh they could have done this but probably not yeah a bit like i I think that's a lot of things with conspiracy theories isn't it yeah yeah. it could have been this but it's like db cooper could have been the uh, the staff or but it probably wasn't 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that for most of the ones we've had. But I think we can both agree that the way that they've phased it in is quite dodgy. Yeah. Or, I don't know, just a bit off. Poor marketing. But that, I think yeah. Or maybe, Harry, it was amazing marketing. Yeah. So think, that's the thing about conspiracy theories. Ooh. <laughs> but that is the conspiracy theory for this week. And not to go that... F- I mean, this next section isn't conspiracies, but it's quite interesting. And that's about aliens, Harry. Okay. So, first of all, do you think alien life exists? And I think we've discussed this before yeah, on the I, podcast. I think not as people think it exists, but yeah, I do. I think we both believe beyond doubt that aliens exist somewhere in the world. Yeah. As in, in the universe. Because didn't we make the point last time that the universe is so vast that for there to be no other life, it's just such a small chance, right? Yeah. And the next question is, do you think intelligent alien life exists? I mean, that goes on how you define intelligent. Because there's no way to say that some like there's no way to say that ants aren't intelligent. Because I everyone think... knows like the massive structures they're capable of creating. But compared to us, like they don't seem as intelligent. Exactly. But I don't think like I'll I'll go intelligence in that could they build a nuclear generator? Although, to be fair, a really advanced intelligent race would might see us and a nuclear generator like we see ants and their structures. Yeah, for them, a nuclear generator might be pointless. They might have some other form of energy to use. They could have cold fusion, or they could have, I don't know, quantum stuff that we can't even comprehend in our minds yet. Yeah. But I'll say, do you believe in as intelligent as uh, the human race kind of life? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. And I, I do think it's kind of the same point in that the universe is... I, I don't think a lot... I think... See, that was a lot of I thinks, but I know that the universe is so vast. I didn't really comprehend how vast the universe was, but I've, you know when you watch a YouTube video, right, and they kind of put it into terms that you can more understand? Yeah. I watched this, and I was thinking, we are so small. We are just... a. Sp- a speck of dust and there's always this oh put a grain in the a grain of sand in the sea or we're one planet out of however many grains of sand there are on earth and then i go to a beach and i think crikey (laughs) that's quite 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 a lot of planets yeah so i think there probably is intelligent life out there but i don't know what they look like or what they'll be like because at the end of the day, all of their biology could be completely different. Oh, yeah. They definitely. might not have two legs. They might have, I don't know, seven legs. Or I don't even think we can kind of comprehend this because it's like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I suppose, I don't think we'll ever know in our lifetimes. I don't know. Um, I mean, you have to bear in mind, we're probably, what, a quarter of the way through our life, maybe? Quarter or fifth? Yeah, about a quarter, I'd say. Yeah, so... If, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you never really know what could what advancements could be made. True. I, I suppose... I suppose people... 
I think it's weird because if you told people in the 1920s that they'd be on the moon in the 1960s, they wouldn't have believed that, right? Yeah. But I think we made quite a lot of advancements post-1940s, right? And I watched a video of a bunch of children in the 1960s basically saying what they thought life would be like in the 21st century. Yeah. A bit like Back to the Future, right? And they think, oh, we're going to have hoverboards and stuff like this. And they're right in certain things. We do have certain things that they kind of said. Like The Simpsons is good for this. They all, if when they do future sketches, they used to do stuff like electronic watches. And I mean, I'm wearing an electronic watch right now. Yeah. Or they're on about FaceTime. And, well, we've had FaceTime for a couple of years. But we don't really have the flying cars or the, um, the pill that turns in a pizza yet. We yeah. do have flying cars. One was approved a few months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the flying bit was approved. So they've made a plane, basically. So they've made... They've made a... a fl- they've made a flying... See, that's the issue I've got with flying cars. They've made a plane which can be a car. It's been approved as a plane. It's not quite been approved as a car yet. The issue with flying car... You indicate you've got a car that can fly. But most flying cars as such that are being developed now are more planes that can drive I just yeah I mean I I typed up flying car just now and there's a picture in 1947 of a Convair model 118 right a really old black car and on top of it is just a a, a plane it's just a plane attached to a car but I mean there was one I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, that was basically a really small car that you could attach wings to and it would fly. Um, I think it might have just been called something very simple like aero car. Um, let me Google it quickly. Uh, I think the issue I have, right, with flying cars is I'm not really sure what the point of flying cars is. Yeah. No, it was called aero car. Um, it was basically a car which you could attach wings and propellers to and it would be a plane um, downside is you had to drag the wings and tail and propeller and everything with you I think I just yeah I just don't I suppose there'll be less traffic if you have a flying car yeah yeah definitely but the thing is a crash in a flying car is a lot more lethal than a crash. Well, I don't really know. I think the thing is, if you like, you can hit a curb in in a car and be fine, right? Yeah. But I've always had this vision of flying cars being quite fragile, and if you like hit a rotor and then it went down, your chances of survival will be pretty grim. Yeah, I think you've got the thing at the same time as like it's statistically more likely you have a car crash than a plane crash. Will that apply for flying vehicles as well? But there's probably a lot less planes than there are cars, surely. Yeah, I guess you're in that sense, but a lot of flight routes are similar. So you are likely to see another plane. Yeah, true. But that's a question. Will there be driving paths, paths in the sky? Or will you just be able to fly wherever you want to? I'd imagine within reason. Yeah, but the next section, well, the last bit of this podcast is 
going to be about... What What was I... Sorry, I was having a brain blank. It was going to be about guitars, right? Yeah. So, I own a couple of guitars. And... Do you own a ukulele? Uh, yeah, I've got... What have I got? I've got a ukulele. I've got an acoustic guitar. Then I've got... I've got an electric guitar sort of project that I've been sat on for a good six years, but I've never got around to doing. Um, what what kind of is your project with that? I've got like a neck and all the electrics and strings and everything. I was going to build a new uh, body for it, but I've just never got around to actually building a body. Yeah. But I was thinking about guitars, and I was think because the other night I watched a bit of WrestleMania... Or I think I watched an old Royal Rumble actually. Yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan of wrestling, but I thought I'd love it on because wrestle because a, a lot of our friends are quite big wrestle fans, right? Yeah. Wrestling fans. I'm not. It's not really my scene. I can understand why people like it, but I think me and you are much more football fans, right? Yeah, definitely. And you quite like your golf as well, and I'm. <laughs> partial to rugby league to be fair, i like to play golf i don't really like to watch it motorsports i like formula one yeah but formula e, motocross i saw one of these people came on stage with a guitar and i was thinking that's exactly the same guitar as i i have right and it took me ages to afford this guitar yeah. i think it was a couple hundred pounds and this guy came on with it, and obviously, it's wrestling. He grabbed it, and he hit a different bloke with it, and the guitar broke. And I was just sat there thinking, that poor guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a thing with um, shows and stuff like like theatrical stuff, is that they can afford to break expensive things, right? So I think that's why things have such high budgets, right? Yeah like TV shows and stuff like that, is that they must... I think... What was I watching? I watched a clip from Harry Potter that said that Daniel Ratcliffe's wands, right, actually cost quite a lot to make. And obviously you can buy them, and they'd still cost quite a lot to buy as well. And I think by the end of Harry Potter, he'd gone through, like, 90. Okay. How how do you go through 90 wands? I, I can... Except like a couple of breakages, but ninety is an extravagant number. Yeah, I, I don't quite know to be honest. Same with cars as well. In shows, they often have to get multiple cars to do different takes and stuff. Yeah. And on just on the last point before we finish this week, I um, have you, are you a big fan of James Bond? Uh, here and there. Because there's this, I forget what the movie's called now. But there's that movie, isn't there, where the car goes in on two wheels one way. Yeah. And, and then comes out on the other two wheels, right? Because what had happened is, I think somebody had done one take where they'd gone in one way, but it, like they got stuck or something like that. So then a different stunt driver did it, but the other way around. They just said to go on two wheels. So obviously they went on the other two wheels. I can, so they had, I can tell they you had the these car. two... <clears throat> Was, what car was it? I think it was a Renault 4. In was blue. It? A View to a Kill. Was it that movie? Oh. But, 
I just can't believe that they'd managed to like to to have done two takes and then I I never really understood why they didn't just um do the one take right of the stunt driver going in on one side and I think it was because maybe they did a um a take with Roger Moore I think it was at the time going in one side and then ended up um not doing the take the other side so they'd have to kind of edit it in yeah you know what I mean yeah, it was a Renault 11 by the way still blue that was a Renault 11 yeah, still blue but yeah, I think that's where we'll finish this week on Air Thoughts. So we've gone from self-driving cars, coffee, conspiracies, uh, aliens, and then a short bit on a guitar James Bond merge. So that's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. <laughs>